You are now listening to For All Nerds Show, a podcast about geek and pop culture from the perspective of people of color. For All Nerds is hosted by DJ Ben Amin and Tatiana Keen Jones. For All Nerds Show is a member of the Loudspeakers Network, where we always say rest in peace to our founder, Combat Jack. For All Nerds Show is powered by our listeners. Everything we do from our podcasts, live events, our website are all independently funded. Please continue to support us through our Patreon page at patreon.com slash forallnerds. Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. Doodle. And what's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the For All Nerd Show. The voice of the Urban Geek, the premium podcast where we discuss geek culture from the perspective of people of color. And as always, it's your boy, DJ Ben Amin, a.k.a. Halal Jordan, Charlie Brownish, Patrick Swaley, Hooded Juicy Smolay. Keep that same energon when you see me. Quantum oh. Leech. Oh, my God. Hey, baby, Max. <laughs> You're going to get us in trouble. We, even, we ain't even 30 seconds to Kelsor. <laughs> <laughs> Here in the spaceship tonight, as always. But, you know, we going to get into all that Kelsor a little later and everything. Because first up, let me introduce my co-host. Tatiana King-Jones, the Grand Duchess of Tech, also known as Princess Preach, J. Prince of All Saiyans, Sean Jean-Luc Picard. Lambo Calrissian and Rita Aurora Chimari. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I had to drop two new ones on them tonight. Patrick Swaley, shout outs to the God. I love that one. Don't you ain't got to repeat the next one. Yeah, okay, I won't repeat the next one. But <laughs> shout outs to the God, Patrick Swayze. I was actually watching uh, the new joint on Netflix, the movies that made us. It's a spinoff of the show they had before, the toys that made us, and they had Dirty Dancing on there. And I was just like, yo, Patrick Swayze. You know, I mean, that man was a God, yo, like. Put some respect on that man's name, so I had to flip it. You know, Patrick Swaley, that's how we do on the show. Welcome to the For All Nerds show. Thank you to all our new and old listeners, everybody out there enjoying your weekend, your holiday break. I was on holiday break, but I'm back in the spaceship. Welcome I'm, back. I'm mean, actually, I wasn't gone because I was there for the fire interview. With- <laughs> <laughs> With fire answers (laughs) from Stephen Williams. (laughs) The man. Your hologram beamed in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my hologram beamed in to do that fire interview with the fire answers that you heard on this fire show. Okay. Yeah, Stephen Williams. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Fire artist. Okay, and Stephen Harris. Yes, yes, big shout Shout outs. Shout outs. Shout outs. Yeah, Stephen Williams. You know, we had a lot of Stephens on here. Whereas mm. on the show, the director of episode six of Watchmen and also the executive producer of Watchmen. And mm-hmm. I mean, it was, you know, it was a stupid fresh interview. You need to go check that if you haven't already. And big shout outs to you, Tatiana, and the Chico Leo for holding Thank it you. down. You know, it was a dope show. I just listened to it today. Y'all Thank had you me very crying much. laughing. You know, great show. <laughs> you know, Thank you very much. Thank you to Chico Leo for joining me on that brief rendezvous. Definitely appreciate the backup. Um, I had a blast. So it was all, it's always good to have family back in the spaceship. Word up. Always, always. And shout out to everyone over on Patreon.com slash For All Nerds. You know, we've been doing some more stuff over there. A lot more stuff coming this week. Probably some new videos, some more things, you know, that you can only get over there. 
and F it. I'm just going to put it out there. We're going to drop, you know, one of these future interviews that we got coming up right word. on there. Yeah, word, word. They're going to get that, you know, bonus interview before it hits here. You'll get it there. So make sure you're over there. Patreon.com slash for all nerds. And, you know, I just want to say this quick real too. You know, it, it means so much the support we get from our listeners, from the fan fam. Uh-huh. And, you know, I've seen a lot of people lately on Twitter. They'll be like, yo, you know, why don't y'all do this? Why don't y'all have a Watchmen recap show? Why isn't Chico on the show every week? You know, why isn't this happening? When y'all going to do a live show? When y'all going to do that? And, you know, I love y'all. But it's like we give out a lot of free content every <laughs> week. You know, we do a lot. Yo, this show is not easy to do. This is straight up and down blood, sweat, and tears. Like, I'm not joking. Like, today I had to go watch this movie. You know, I'm... <laughs> You know, it's like we do a lot to keep this, you know, to bring you this content week after week. And we mm-hmm. thank everyone who supports us by listening, by contributing to Patreon, by retweeting, by doing anything. But at the same time, I just try to tell people like, y'all, you know, if you really want to help, if you really want to see something, then support. And don't be like, yo, I'm going to support when this happens because it's not going to happen, bro. I'll be honest. Like, there's nothing going to happen. <laughs> Nothing's you know? guaranteed. But I also want to say yeah. that. You know, by support, we mean it in many different ways. Yeah, like I said, yeah. Some people can support with their dollar. Mm -hmm. Other people can support with subscriptions. Other people, besides those people, can also help with spreading the word, sharing our content, sharing the video, sharing the podcast, telling people that we exist Mm -hmm. because that's half the battle. (laughs) Yes. If we can just get them to know who we are, then people is with it. They're with the shits. But they got to know who we are first. So, all types of support is required, necessary, and absolutely appreciated. Please, thank you to everyone who's done their part thus far. And Ben, I mean, I just wanted to shout them out. Like, uh, just a particular few sets of people right now that have been like our ride or dies, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, Michelle M. Yep. Joshua W. Yep. F. Sen. Excuse me, F7 Patches. What up, my G? B Coats, Amber Lynn, Lauren W, LEL, Yer. John LB, D Doppler, Low Key World, Kim, Fry- Kim F, Chisholm O, mm-hmm. Gabriel, Gabriel M. Okay, I don't want to mess up your name. You got it. Jamalakai T, David H, Arakian, Oliver B, and Sheer Jillians, and one more, two more, <laughs> Timothy W, Quiet Stormborn, and Robert C. Thank you so much. There's a lot more patrons than that, but we wanted to shout y'all out because y'all have been riding with us the absolute longest, mm. and we appreciate it. We wanted to give y'all the crown for the top kings of Patreon right now. Shouts to everyone else that continues to support us. Again, like Ben Amin said, go to patreon.com slash for all nerds. And help out with this, for real. Like, you know, patreon.com slash for all nerds. It's right there. Thank you. But like Tatiana said, you can support in so many different ways. You know, it's not just on the Patreon. It's like any way, retweet, reviews, comments, five-star ratings on iTunes. Like we keep telling you, that means so much. And I feel like people don't understand that. Like leaving that rating and review on iTunes is one of the biggest things you can do to help us besides being on that patreon.com. 
And uh, shout out to Quiet Stormborn. That's the HU in the house. And they mm-hmm. actually sent us a really long email. They've been a listener for about a year now. And they were just really bigging us up. And it was really heartfelt. And, you know, we read it. We got it. Just want to say thank you. Again, thank you to everyone who's been holding us down for a minute. We appreciate you. Love y'all. Love you so much. You know what else I love, Ben I mean? What's that? Every piece of television. Well, I don't know, but that's another thing. Is it TV anymore if everything's on streaming? It, you know, and it's What's so, that called? Because it's not, I mean, is it just called television? Bontent? Is it just Bontent? <laughs> no, we put out Bontent. Yeah. I mean, okay, so like Disney Plus. HBO is on TV, I guess. But Disney Plus, that's a streaming network. What do you call that? Is that still considered TV? A network. Just streaming? Digital? Digital network? Okay, I'll go. I'll go. That's actually that's, not bad. That don't sound bad. But Disney anyway, plus the digital network. Yeah, but anyway, and so those, Netflix digital network too. Yeah, those two dropped my faves: The Mandalorian and Watchmen episode seven. Mm. Just <laughs> wait. What was that shiver? At I mean, the I not, you know, I'm gonna I'm let you start because I, I I need to take <laughs> a breath right here. Wait, Just you know, wait. like wait. Then I mean, you shivered. You was yeah. like, Ooh. I mean, look. I, Say you, you know you sound like you sound like the hyenas in Lion King. Oh shit! Oh, wow. Ooh, wow. Say it again. Um, <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> damn. Yeah, that's different. Um, yeah, no. It, I, I, you know, we we both had seen the first six episodes of Watchmen. Yes. Yes. And we we and been, that's it. And we've been telling everyone for weeks, episode six. Like I heard y'all talk about it last week. You know, every you know y'all hard to interview all that episode six. So me personally, and even when we were talking to Stephen Williams, the way he was talking about episode six, I was in my head. I was like, oh damn, that's that's gonna be the best they got. Like I was like, oh well. I was like, it's gonna be downhill from here. Did you here. really feel you know, that way? Because th- the way he talked about it, I was like, you know, that's gonna be it. Like that. And all right, look. What do you mean the way he talked about it? You know, he was like, yo, we put our all into it. You know, oh, you're everyone was that. crying and clapping after we cut. You know, it was like. So you ain't believe him? <laughs> no, no, I believed him. I was just like, that's the best they did. You know, I feel like episode six. Oh, could be you the- just feel like they poured everything out there. Yeah. And there was nothing left. Nothing oh, left. Yes. Oh, sc- oh, sir, quite the Oh, 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 you know, oh, contraire, mon frere. Oh, uh, contraire. Yeah, all right. So I'll let you, you know, start off and then I'll jump in. On, what is yeah. there to start off? My God. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> screaming uh you know like like rolling on the floor dot gif like what do you want me to do like what is there to say but this is the one of if not top three best pieces of television ever made at least from my experience in my lifetime wow i did the motherfucking um what's my man elizabeth i'm coming right now red fox right there i had to grab my chest over here That's- like that's fine. Yeah. That's you. No, I mean, I, I think it's, for me, it's, for me in my lifetime and from what I've seen, that was top three. Look, I'm not arguing you. That's the thing. Like, I'm, you know, we all, you know, it always comes back, you know, Wire, Breaking Bad, for me personally, Lost. Watchmen is entering into this pantheon. Yo. You know, like, there are now two episodes left. I read an interview with Damon Lindelof today where he said, you know, if I was watching this show, I'd be worried about how they're going to wrap it up in two episodes. And I'm just going to tell people, don't worry. And and I and I trust them. Like, you know, after talking to Damon, after hearing two years of a writer's room, after hearing the thought and levels and me sitting here fucking losing my mind at the levels of this show. Like, just the freaking levels 
All right. I mean, we're we're doing. And that's full, why that's full, why it's hard for me to speak. There's so many levels that I'm like inceptioning into myself. Like I don't know where I am because I keep catching more shit. Yes. The more I think about it. I mean, like, okay, let's just. All right, we're doing full spoilers here, right? If you haven't seen episode seven, you might need to skip ahead to later on in the show and because you may need to get off the hell off the internet unless you send in an email. Facts. <laughs> and even then, be careful because everybody's spoiling that joint. Yeah, but I not even a well. Okay, there, the biggest spoiler of the episode is about I'm about to drop right here, and you know, let's just say it. Let's get it out the way. The black man is God. You know, <laughs> power to the black man. Um, yeah, and uh, like, fam. I mean, they made Doctor Manhattan. You know, it it was everyone had said throughout the series he's on Earth, he's not on Mars, he's hiding, mm-hmm. he's one of us. Blah blah mm-hmm. blah. And it's revealed in this episode that Doctor Manhattan has been hiding in Cal's skin underneath skin. Cal is Cal, Cal Abar, Angela Abar's um, husband, played by Yaya. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. So many. Okay. Just like let, let's just get to the one that everybody's been talking about, or one of the things that everybody's been talking about, the levels in just Cal himself, right? Cal. Yo. You know, Cal representing Cal L, Superman. Cal. Cal representing X Scal. Excalibur. Labar. The X. It's a riff off of Excalibur, which is the name of Laurie's dildo, modeled after Doctor Manhattan. So Excalibur. And then once again, one more level to it: A Bar, the first black Superman, which is a black exploitation film, released in 1977. Which the premise of is upon moving into a bigoted neighborhood, the scientist father of a persecuted black family gives a superpower elixir to a tough bodyguard who then becomes a superpower crime fighter named Abar, the first black Superman. Mm. This is a real movie. You know, you know, a- I, you know what? And I should have known because when they first introduced the character's name in a series, like I always thought Angela Abar was a. It's just something I've. I, it sounded like it should belong in a book somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yep. It did never sound like a the real someone's real last name. Now perhaps yeah. they're they're all over the world and I just don't know any better. Yep. It's just from what I know in my culture, I've never heard that last name before. And those are all real cute little puns. You know, that's just like extra stuff added on to the meal. You know, but that's like that extra stuff added on to the meal. The meal's already so well prepared, so well done. I did not see this ish coming. I knew something was wrong with Cal. You know, I knew something right, wasn't knew, quite right I, I, with that brother. I use the term wrong, quote, in quotes. But he, even though he was there and, it, and he obviously appeared caring and loving, appeared, yeah. I always felt a coldness, an yep. alienness about him, a distance yes. with the way, like, he wasn't quite connecting with a person. Like, he, he's there in the flesh, but he's not quite connecting with a person. Like when you and I have this conversation now, we're connecting with each other. This man wasn't really doing that with his own family. And mm-hmm. then that that explanation about death was where it sealed the deal for me. I was like, all right, this guy is somebody else. Yeah. He's a robot or he's this or he's that, but he's not this. He's not who he says he is. Mm. And that was always such a, you know, ill moment. Like even when it's been revealed now that that is Dr. Manhattan, it's still like as a fan of the book and a fan of Manhattan himself, it. It rang a little weird for me because Manhattan does have this thing where he talks about how the same amount of atoms exist in a dead body or a live body. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't really care about humanity for that reason. He doesn't even care about life for that reason. 
But towards right. the end of the series, he's shown the power of life and everything. So it kind of, but once again, I'm waiting for these next two episodes. Cause I was kind of like, ah, that doesn't really feel like Manhattan himself, you know, where he should be at the end of the book to say that there is no heaven or anything, because he also talks about how nothing ever ends, mm-hmm. you know? And so to say that it ends when you die was weird for me. But once again, we still got two oh, episodes. That's a, good, that's a good thing to point out. Oh no, that's definitely been something that's bugging me because like that mm-hmm. is his big thing that he says to Osmondias at the end of the series in the comic is nothing ever ends. Like, no Maybe. matter what your plans are, it keeps going. Do you think he's he's changed, has a change yes. of heart? I think, uh, I think a lot of things have happened to him in these 30 years since. And it's also, in the comic, he never displayed such an ability to get into the side of somebody. And for her to pull out the little ring at the end, that's also not from the comic as far as I remember. Somebody might be able to correct me. You know, what uh, Manhattan's power is imbued in him. There's no, like, you know, ring of power he holds or anything like that. That symbol on his head, which the ring looked like, he put there himself. You know, that wasn't, like, just part of his power. He drew that on his own head with his powers. But he can also create and destroy matter and create clones of himself and do a lot of, you know, he's basically yeah. God. It's like... So this is also not out of uh, reach. Now, I do want to bring this up and shout out to Joe Illich because he did have a problem with the way in which it was revealed. He hated seeing a black woman attacking her black husband with a hammer. Right. Well, I could definitely see the, you know, the the hesitation there. Yeah. Um, I'm, you know, I'm also not a black man. So he's saying it from the perspective of a black man. Yeah. So that's it was a little rough for me, you know what I mean? As a black man, I was like, "Yo, that's kind of foul," you know, like. And but but, but, but once kind of foul, yeah. But once again, that's like the lightest like thing to say to someone. Oh, killed you over the head with a hammer. Oh, that's That's kind of foul. foul. (laughs) My man was all clueless too, you know. He had no idea what was going on. Just just beat over the head with the hammer. Yeah, kind of foul. Um, but the thing about it that killed me, uh, you know, no pun intended. Was <laughs> keep going. Was or that kills me is okay now. All right, one thing I'm about to spoil something for myself because I have not seen Queen and Slim yet. I'm assuming you have. I have not yet. Oh, okay. Neither of us have. Well, and I'm sure which both... is so messed up for various reasons. So messed up for various reasons. We'll we'll rectify that. Soon. We will rectify that soon because I've also seen a bunch of bad movies that I wish I hadn't seen in that time, and I probably could have seen Queen and Slim. Um, but. I've heard that people are upset with the ending, you know, and how it ends. I don't know exactly how it ends. I do know that, you know, they don't probably make it out of the movie alive. Like, but, you know, I knew that going in. And that's the thing. It's like, this is a Bonnie and Clyde story. This is a Thelma and Louise story. All those ended with death, you know, with the death of the main character. So I figured that that's what this would happen. And people are upset because, well, this is the black version. Why they got to die? But that's the thing, you know, it's like we got to be able to tell these stories of tragedy just as well as we can tell stories of hope. You can't always win, you know, otherwise your characters don't go through anything. They don't suffer. They don't face. Right. But I don't think that's that's if you're if you're referring to the overall argument online about Queen of Slim right now, I don't. Oh, no, there's more to it than that. I know. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. (laughs) You know, but what I'm just saying in general is also because it was like my feelings about Watchmen when we talked to Damon is I hated. And even me and Joe were talking about it. Even with this week, we're feeling like the flashbacks to Tulsa now are getting a little egregious. 
just slightly, you know. Like you don't need it anymore. Yeah, I'm good point. now. You're 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 fucked up by other things. You don't need to. Yeah, do I don't need to keep for us trauma to keep going back to that. Yeah, up. I don't need to keep. Yeah, there we go. I don't need this to turn into trauma porn. You know, that's what I'm do saying. Do you think it's just riding the line right now? It's, that's what I'm saying. It's like, and that's what I mean. Like, and I'm sorry to cut you off. No, go ahead. Do you feel like the show has? more or less turn the world upside down so much in other ways like through your senses that you don't want any you don't want any more like shocking stuff like that like it's a too much shock at this point yeah because even me i thought from the first episode i was good you know what i mean i was like okay that's enough you know like even like i thought i might have had a little too much even in the first episode but i mean what do you expect like when I say what do you expect, I mean like just in the timeline of the show, it looks like it's taking her, I don't know, several days to come down off of this. Mm-hmm. So this stuff is still in her system for quite some time. Yep. And it's doing it on the span of two shows. So, I mean, two episodes. So, I mean, if that, if you don't see it anymore, then okay, cool. But I mean, like, I think this is a good representation of how long the character is, is in this situation. No, I think it's fucking incredible. Like, that's the thing. Like, I think this show is so goddamn good on every level. Like, um, also dropping this weekend uh, was the last... No, is it the last? No, it's just the Irishman. Sorry, not the last Irishman. <laughs> the <Yeah>. last <laughs> Should have been. Um, no, and I watched it, you know, and, like, and everyone was hitting me. I actually got into a couple arguments because I really was not blown away. I thought it was... A, I think it's Scorsese, Robert De Niro, uh, Pacino, and um, Pesci. Like, you can't go fucking wrong can but you? A, uh, but oh. everyone hated it. Sorry. <laughs> on my timeline. Sorry. Word? Wow. Everybody. everybody. Wow. Shouts to my boy, Daniel Jose. I mean, yeah. My dude. Yeah. I need to find his thread. Oh, I did. He just went in yes. like, on Irishman. But it, from what I understand and see from 99% of my timeline is is three hours that's not worth it. Or what? Two hours and no, three and change. No, three and change. So okay, so real. three hours of <laughs> no. not worth it. Yeah. And the change is the only part that matters. Yeah, and it's abs- to me, it was cool. You know, it was nothing special. That's, you know, it was like, mm. I've seen these tricks before. I've seen Scorsese do everything in this movie he's done before. I've seen all these actors do it before. All of them, I've seen him do it better. I thought Joe Pesci was really good because he's not his usual wild out. But I've seen him do chill. You know, it's not like I haven't seen Pesci do chill in other movies before. So I wasn't like, oh, he's doing something, you know, phenomenal I've never seen before. It's just like, okay, that's Pesci doing his chill instead of Pesci doing a wild out. And it's a good movie and all that. But my thing is, like, when you have something like Watchmen on right now, which is just, you know, killing it on so many levels, directing, writing, you know, acting, everything. It's like, ah, okay, Irish man, but no, I'm over here. You know, I'm going to pay my attention to something like this. Because this is something phenomenal going on right here, mm. you know, and that is like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I I appreciate these counterpoints and different perspectives because I never want that to get lost. Even in a show that everyone enjoys, generally speaking, everyone enjoys. I never want to get any different opinion lost because it does help give you some, you know, dimensions to what you're watching. It helps you interrogate. Mm the art you're consuming much much better when you know you're not in an echo chamber so. yeah like i say, there there, yeah. there had to be another way other than bashing my man's head in with a hammer like i'm sure you know <laughs> and that was one of them that I'm was yeah, 
and that's one of them points when I'm like, you know, when I'm watching this, I'm like, okay, that's visually cool, but are, did y'all really think all the levels of this through? You know, that's I mean, when, again, yeah. like I said, I just, maybe they don't realize how much they've shocked everybody, but then again, they're yeah. so competent elsewhere. I can't think that this wasn't thought of, so this is very much on purpose, but I mean, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> what else so, can I say, but what else can you you're say? welcome. Make sure, you know, before we got here, because this, this became basically half the show, yeah. <laughs> this intro, uh, the Mandalorian, you know, new gif out, new gif alert. <laughs> new gif alert, yep. Um, oh, wait, 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 wait. I, you know, I, I did mention something earlier that, you know, before we take this break, and, and since we're leading into, you know, this animation-focused interview right here. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, perfect segue right there. Let me be... Was right. it, though? <laughs> I mean, it was close enough, you know. It, you know, <laughs> it was, ahead, it was cool. We starting the lines. <laughs> um, yeah, I finally, I've been, you know, I think I talked about this months ago, and it took me a while because I was shook, daddy, and I just, you know, could not bring myself to record my vocals. But <laughs> I finally turned in my vocals for my first ever voice acting role what yes yes you turn on your vocals to college i turned on my vocals to college you know so Nas I, album done Nas okay. album done <laughs> shout outs to trio tunes on youtube that's t-r-e-a-l-t-o-o-n-z tunes make sure you go over there hit that like and subscribe button mash that like and subscribe button y'all uh trio tunes and my man the flu the animator over there, and I will be starring, well, I won't say starring, I will be playing the role of Kelsor, a villain in Uncle Duty, The Stolen Quest. And I appear in episode three, which will be coming out very soon because I was one of the last pieces of the puzzle for this episode because, you know, yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I want to see the animation mixed in with the voice acting. I'm oh ready. my god, I'm so scared. I'm so scared. Like, That's the greatest feeling. Then it, I'm learning. I'm learning that. Like, if you're so scared, that you're probably in a good position. Like straight up, y'all. I'm not even gonna lie to y'all. I'm gonna keep it hundred. I straight recorded my vocals and then just sent them off to my man without even listening to him. You ain't listen? To no. Him? Nope. Why I, you didn't want to second guess yourself? I didn't want to second guess, and I didn't want to hear myself. Honestly, like I'm used to hearing myself on this show now, you know. But I. I was doing, you know, my Kelsor, and so I wasn't really that sure. That shit makes me laugh. I mean, that's what we're looking for, I guess. Because you just threw it out of the, out of nowhere. Silence, you know, so yeah, a little preview for you right there. And like we said, you know, Tatiana's over there laughing her ass off. So we're going to take a quick break right here. We got a fire interview with some fire answers coming right here. Speak English. <laughs> speak English. We'll be right back after the break. <laughs> Fire interview. Fire answers. Hey guys, it's Allison Williams. I'm an actor, and when I am not scaring people on screen, I am hanging out with For All Nerds and listening to their show. Hey guys, this is Rod and Karen of the Blackout Tales podcast. And when we are doing one of our mini podcasts, yes, we are listening to For All Nerds. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Asante, one-third of the Friend Zone, and when I am not smoking pot or playing Shinobi Striker, I am listening to For All Nerds. Tune in. What's up, everybody? This is Chuck Creekmer, a.k.a. Jigsaw from AllHipHop.com, and when I'm not placing my heavy hand on the world of hip-hop culture, I'm watching For All Nerds. 
Hey, this is Logan Browning, and when I'm not trying to take over Netflix, I'm looking to for all of us. Yo, what up? This is Yahya Abdul-Mateen the second. I play Black Manta in the Aquaman movies. And when I'm not getting around the city, I'm chilling, listening to For All Nerds. What's up, y'all? This is Anne Steven Harris, fire artist, co-creator of Aztec, fire artist on Ajala, The Fringe, Michael Cray, Watson the Holmes, don't forget Watson the Holmes, award winner of Watson the Holmes, Glyph Award, eyes are nominated. When I'm not drawing, I am listening to For All Nerds. Check it. Hey, I'm Malcolm Lee, director of Night School, and when I'm not directing, writing, and producing, and editing and spending time with my kids, I'm listening to For All Nerds. Hey, this is Pamela Ribbon, and when I'm not writing things like My Boyfriend is a Bear or Ralph Breaks the Internet, I am listening to For All Nerds. Yo, what's up? This is Chico Leo, and when I'm not leading an Athenian revolt in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I'm listening to For All Nerds. Our very own Portia Avi flew down a Cartoon Network where she spoke to head writer of Craig of the Creek, Jeff Trammell, about this incredible show that deserves all the praises and love. Thank you so much to Portia who put in that work to make sure you got an incredible interview. Listen now. Joined by Jeff Tremel from Craig of the Creek today. It was kind of like a random ask, I know, but I saw that you had like a meter on your um, Twitter account about wanting to be on 20 podcasts by the end of the year. Yeah. 19, no. 20. Yeah. 20. So uh, 2019 started and I made a list of goals as I usually do. Uh, I say goals because I don't like saying resolutions because then I won't do them. <laughs> and uh, mine was to do 20 podcast appearances by the end of the year and then I didn't tell anyone about it and I got to maybe like seven by July and I was like I should probably talk about it so people will ask me and then I tweeted the thing and then you asked me which I appreciate so this is lucky number 12 (laughs) Uh, so I got a little over two months to try to get the rest well, hopefully this will be helping you in your journey. Like, maybe there'll be some other people who'll be like, hey, he's like, he's down for a podcast, right? <laughs> so um, I know uh, about Craig of the Creek a lot because I'm a big old nerd and I love cute uh, stories, especially with a like, black protagonist mm-hmm. in them, which um, Craig is. But if you wouldn't mind for people who probably haven't like watched the show yet, um, how do you explain the show to people um, and... Um, how what it means to be on Cartoon Network with it. Uh, Craig of the Creek is a show about a young kid named Craig who plays uh, in the creek, which is the woods behind his house, with his two friends, uh, Kelsey and JP. Uh, JP is very free-spirited, and Kelsey is a young warrior who has a falcon, a.k.a. a parakeet. And uh, they go on adventures in the creek, uh, it's kind of about Craig experiencing different things, and sometimes they get blown out of proportion because of, like, kid logic. So sometimes it's like taking a simple thing like a game of tag and making it, like, I know you're it. You're on the outskirts of the world. No one <laughs> will be near you. And other times it's like, oh, no, my phone's stuck in a really, really tall tree, so i got to climb this monstrous tree to get my phone or I'll get in trouble. So um, that's kind of the basis of the show. Uh, I compare it a lot to Recess meets like Hey Arnold. Um, It's been really great to work on. It's 
I'm very lucky to be here at Cartoon Network and so proud of the stuff we've done so far. It's a really fun show if you haven't checked it out. What's been one of your favorite episodes to either head write or just write on Mm. so far? I have so many. You're going to make me choose between my children. I know your babies. (laughs) (laughs) Um... I love Power Punchers. That's usually my go-to answer for that. Um, it's about Craig and his dad playing video games. His dad's really, really good. Craig wants to learn how to beat his dad so he can kind of ascend to the next level. So it's like a beautiful father-son story around video games, which was super important to me because I played a lot of games with my dad, and one of my fondest memories is playing Streets of Rage 2 with him and beating that game. Uh, so that one means a ton to me. Um, there's also Sour Candy Trials, where Craig uh, <laughs> eats a sour candy and goes into his mind and tries to, like, defeat the sour candy by fighting all the stages of it, and his family pops in and helps him out. Um, that's another episode I was, like, really proud of because it's a lot of family stuff, and it's really actiony and it's just a really, really good episode. So those are two of my favorites of many, many favorites. Yeah, like Power Punchers, I loved I love the family dynamic between Craig and his family just generally. Um, and I think the end of Power Punchers, I felt like the end of Craig of the Creek episodes usually go out with a really good like end anyways. Um, Thank you. <laughs> that particular episode, um, I really enjoyed that. Like his older brother um, and younger sister were kind of like sitting on the sidelines looking at it. <laughs> and the father had already said like, oh yeah, like, you know, I had to stop playing this game with your brother because he, like, beat me, and then mm-hmm. that was the end. And um, the younger sister's like, I wanted play. <laughs> and then the older brother's like, you will. You will, sister. <laughs> and it was just such a, like, it was so funny. It's like, it's just not just the boys being able to play and have to try to pass it with their dad. Like, it's like, no, like, all of us are going to yeah. go through it. Like, we're all going to, like, go, um, we're going to have this whole, like, family dynamic of, like, oh, okay, who's better? It is, mm-hmm. It's also be, like, an interesting, like, if it were to ever be, like, a follow-up episode to that of like if the older brother is like oh you think you can you can be dad can you beat me kind of thing mm-hmm. um which has happened between craig and bernard a lot a lot yeah, yeah. <laughs> um it's really interesting because it's like is that a dynamic that you have like do you have are you do you have any siblings and has that played into how you've built out some of your storytelling around them um i have an older sister who is 10 years older than me so uh, we weren't as antagonistic as Bernard and Craig or as most 90s TV shows led me to believe that I'd be, like, you know, pulling pranks on my sister. That didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> were you sure? Did you want to? I wanted to because they were doing it on TV. And I was like, yeah, I want to be like Ferguson on Clarissa Explains It All. Were you any good at it? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, we had a, we, you know, like, she taught me how to play video games initially. So, like... Sonic, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, and Super Mario Brothers 3 were games that she would teach me how to play, and, like, I'd play Sonic with her and get to the end, and then I, I couldn't beat it, so I'd pass her the controller, and then she'd beat it. So, um, there's a bit of that in Power Punchers as well, um, and I don't think I've ever had anyone... No, that's not true, because I'm an uncle, and I've definitely treated my nieces like Bernard treats Craig. <laughs> <laughs> you eat their mooncakes? Yeah, uh, yes. I'm like, get out of my room. I'm like, don't touch my stuff. I say their names like how Bernard says, Craig. No. Uh, but, um, yeah, you know, I think that's part of, like, 
being a teen and having younger people around you you want to be a role model but you're also like stop talking to me you're... why are you in my space <laughs> yeah that's just like an overall teen thing like yeah. why are you in my space um and you also mentioned the sour one which was um I mentioned I love sour candy and that was just like a real fun <laughs> one like it was just like a like it's a jawbreaker basically but it's like super sour yeah. and I've never seen the pucker <laughs> from a sour candy as pronounced as I saw it in that episode <laughs> so can you tell us a little bit about like how you like write for that pronounced pucker but it also like you're not an animator so how mm-hmm. does that happen in the animation process too so like uh we did an episode called uh under the overpass back in season one and uh two of our board artists deshaun mahone and naja porter uh basically boarded that episode which means they uh wrote you know the storyboards they drew everything and like wrote dialogue and in the episode they get some um honeysuckle and they taste it for the first time and naja had boarded this like amazing sequence of like the kids tasting this honeysuckle and just being like blown away. Like, like it belongs in like Ratatouille. It was <laughs> incredible. Mm-hmm. And uh, we ended up having to lose it for time to get the episode down. So uh, Ben, one of the co-creators was like, we should do an episode where we can kind of play to those strengths and came up with the idea to do like a sour candy episode, but also include the family and make it like this kind of weird, crazy warrior dream world. <laughs> And uh, so we were like, let's do that. And we wanted to make sure that, like, Deshaun and Aja had a ton of stuff to work with. So we basically, like, broke it down. Like, okay, well, there's these levels to sour candy where it's sour. Then it's, like, even more sour. (laughs) Then it's, like, peak sour. Then it gets sweet. So we were trying to, like, think of different trials we could do for that. So, like, and also to incorporate things like, okay, well, we're going to see Craig's parents up top. And... Uh, Craig's dad is like, you gotta stick to it, stick to it. You're always working to be your best self. And then later when like Craig has to climb a sour pyramid, his dad shows up and he's like, stick to it. You know, you can give him the same lessons that Craig overhears up top. So, um, it was kind of difficult to write because we had to quickly establish in case you hadn't seen it, like mm-hmm. this is Craig's family. This is what their deal is within like a minute and then mm-hmm. jump to this huge episode and reintroduce you to them. Um, But it was really fun. And I think that's the most important part is like when we're having fun, we know that like the people who are watching are watching it are gonna have fun too. Mm -hmm. So when we were like talking about in the room, like, okay, well, what if we made him like, you know, he talks, his dad talks about a blender. What if when he shows up, he's like a weird blender lemon (laughs) man. And that's what happened. So uh, it kind of comes from just like us talking about things that we think would be funny and then trying to figure out a way to write them so that when we write it, our board artists can see, oh, this is what they mean. Or sometimes they'll plus it and make it even better than we can imagine. Like when Craig's mom shows up, uh, beyonce it out and like <laughs> beats the crap out of something. Like that's, you didn't I could have never, part? we wrote that she shows up, but I right. never imagined beyonce. it would be that cool. Yeah. <laughs> They made it incredible. So, yeah. Cool. So, I had so many questions to come in my head all at once. Um, so, we were talking, um, one thing that I really enjoy about the show is that it's based in Maryland. Um, I'm from 
the South, but I'm not from like Maryland. It's like this nebulous. Is it the South? Is it the North kind yeah. of thing? But it, I know that it has like a, like there's a decent amount of like a population. It's like a very like black like cities, very like black communities. Um, and the show is a very good like mix of like black and other ethnicities mm-hmm. um, of the kids like kind of showing you like who's in the neighborhood. Um, but how did you approach like this like were you part of like any part of the like origin of like where they are where they're based um and the storylines and then does that have to, does place have anything to do with like you how where you're from and how you put it into the story as well um so when i came in uh matt and ben had already basically made up uh this town of Herkelton, uh which is in maryland because it's not a real city but it could be right <laughs> and uh they, I, th- I believe Ben is from Maryland and Matt's from New Jersey. So I think they were already like looking at like a really uh, Midwestern, Eastern, I don't know geography. That's the Eastern. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> see, I, you know. It's the metro area. It's fine. I write. I don't need to know. You don't need to know. No, no. <laughs> um, yeah. So they were, they had already kind of set the groundwork for that. And a lot of people on this crew are actually from Maryland mm-hmm. and Steven Universe, what they used to write on, was also based in Maryland. So I think it's just a matter of like, um, for them, like I know it's heavily based on their childhood. So for mm-hmm. Ben, I think it's easier to be like, okay, well, well for you frame it in Maryland. I know a ton about Maryland. This is kind of what the seasons are like. This is what I found in my backyard. This is what Craig can, you know, to build off of. And, um, in terms of like the makeup of the show, I came in kind of early, so I was still able to like pitch things and we were able to add things based on kind of like my background in Michigan as well. Um, and also like when we talk about stuff like, oh, well, remember when they would snow and you know, like there's certain things that people who are specifically from out here have no context for. So uh, it does help a bit where even though I'm from the Midwest, which is not the East Coast right. that I recently learned, <laughs> uh, I can kind of like, you know, I, I know what they're talking about when they talk about stuff like that. So it really allows me a kind of vantage point that is a little specific mm-hmm. in terms of the crew, um, which kind of helps me when I'm like writing the show as well. Cool. I feel like I don't want to keep you on Craig too much because I feel like you probably are Craig'd out. Um, I might ask you a couple, um, like the going in some the same realm of like cartoons. Okay. What were like some of your favorite cartoons growing up, and did that like kind of influence you working on writing for cartoons today? Hmm. I favorites. I would say immediately uh, Static Shock. One of my favorites. Uh, Another show about a African American protagonist. Mm-hmm. Uh, this time with superpowers, love static. Um, I was a huge fan of. I grew up in the '90s, so you know Rugrats, Carano, yes. Dexter's Lab, mm-hmm. uh, more Cartoon Network shows than Nickelodeon. I should probably say. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case they're listening right yeah, now. Um, uh, the Johnny Bravo. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, but also like you know. Powerpuff Girls, I grew up in a really good time for cartoons, and I definitely think that it shaped the way I think about animation. Um, It, I don't think, initially I didn't want to be a writer, uh, because I didn't know you could write for TV. I found that out when I was like 19. It never crossed my mind. I was like, okay, well, writers write books, maybe they write comics, that's it. Uh, 
So when I was watching 30 Rock and I was like, oh, they write comedy. You can be, no one told me this. This is what I want to do. It was really like one of those moments where like the world became clearer because I was like, you know, it's one of those things where you never really consider. Mm -hmm. Um, So once that path was open to me, I was like, well, how do I do this? So I like went online and read everything I could and taught myself how to write. Um, So it was like, I, I like to think, I like to tell that story because it shows that like, I'm doing it. Anyone can do it. I didn't go to college for it. I, you know, I wasn't training for it since I was in high school or middle school. I just found out one day and I was like, this is what I want to do. How do I make this happen? So, um, yeah, I, I guess the cartoons I watched definitely helped, uh, in terms of like, it was a lot of research that I I can call it research. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, billable hours. Yeah. I can uh, write off all those cartoons I watched when I was a kid. (laughs) I did not write off my brain watching TV. No, I was studying it. (laughs) It's great that you left me in front of the TV. This is win, win. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, I don't think that it like, in a way, it definitely helps me because I can think back on all those things and be like, oh, well, you know, this story has been done before, but it hasn't been done this way or things like that. Um, but I don't think that it made me want to work in animation just because I didn't know that was a, I didn't even know that was a viable thing. But I'm very happy. I figured it out. Thank you, 30 Rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, it's the cool thing about TV, right? Like we, even whenever you're, you're not even like, super young you still have an impressionable mind and then like tv can show you things that you didn't know definitely um is there anything that took you from uh 30 rock tv writing like comedy writing Mm -hmm. to like cartoons Mm -hmm. i can write for cartoons so when i learned that i could become a writer (laughs) uh my big thing was like well how do i do it Mm because at the time i was um going to a trade school. I was living in Detroit still. And I wanted to write, but I didn't know like where to get there. And I remember reading like, well, when they hire writers, they write a spec script, which for those who don't know is, is a script of an existing property. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Um, so you would write like an episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine to show like, if I got hired on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I know how to tell stories, I know how to do jokes, I know how to like, this is in the voice of this character and so on. Um, so I wrote one for The Office because it was 2009 and The Office was still on TV. And I was like, okay, well I have the spec script for The Office. Uh, it's the first thing I've ever written. But if I ever, I also worked at the airport at the time. So I'm like, well, if I'm ever at the airport working and I run into Donald Glover, I'm like, hey, can you read this? It's a super, like, very specific yeah. Donald Glover. Specifically at the Donald Glover. In Detroit. Yes. yes. I'm like, if he's ever on a Childish Gambino tour, I can give him my script and he'll read it and I'll become a writer. Yes. Overnight. <laughs> yeah. Done. Yeah. So uh, he never showed up. <laughs> so <laughs> I had to look for another avenue. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember going online because I had worked like a few different jobs a few years ago gone by. And I went online. And I was like, okay, well, what do you do with the spec script when you're done? I'm like, what? How do you get work? Um, and I found the Nickelodeon writing program, and I was reading about it, and it was like, okay, well, every year a bunch of people submit. They choose two to four people, and they move you to California. You work at Nickelodeon for a year. 
Uh, you get to take improv and sketch classes and writing classes, and you get to work with all these like super creative people. I was like, this is amazing. This is basically like a, a year of paid on-the-job training. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I need to do this. I'm applying right now with my office script. And it was um, May, and the deadline had ended in April. Oh. So <laughs> I was like, okay, well, next year yeah. I'll apply. So I took the year. I wrote a new spec for a show that came on FX called The League, mm-hmm. which is about some guys who... Fantasy play. Yeah, yes. you know. <laughs> uh, which... I didn't. I don't watch football, but I was like, I like this show. <laughs> so I wrote a spec for the league, and then I knew that if you made it to the second round, you'd need a second spec. So I wrote one for Bob's Burgers. And I submitted those in March of the next year when the submissions opened up. And then I had to, like, forget about them, so I wasn't thinking every day, like, will I get this job? Will I get mm-hmm. it? And uh, a few months went by. And they gave me a call. And they were like, hey, we want to let you know you're a quarterfinalist. Uh, 2,000 people entered. We chose 28 of you. You're going to have an interview with the director of the program, uh, Karen Kirkland. And, you know, things will go from there. And I was like, great. I got this interview. I'm going to crush it. So I'm at home waiting for this interview, watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on Nickelodeon. As one does. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, and she calls me, and she's like, Hey, so I read your script. I just want to know what else have you worked on? Have you gone? Did you go to college for writing? And I was like, no. She's like, have you have you written like a sketch packet? And I was like, no. And she's like, have you written a film? And I was like, no. And she's like, have you written a stage play? And I was like, no. And she's like, have you done this, this, this? And I was like, no. And she's like, all right, bye. And that's the interview. And I was like, oh, I failed. Uh, so, um, couple weeks went by they called me and they were like hey you are a semi-finalist and I was like okay that's all right sure was that expecting that yeah (laughs) so she's like um they're like Karen's gonna Skype you and you'll have like a face-to-face interview with her and I was like okay well this time I can prep for it it'll go better because I'm like I had convinced myself that I was a people person. So I was like, (laughs) if we're like face to face, so to speak, I can, you know, sell myself better and it'll go, it'll go great. Mm -hmm. So, uh, she calls me on the Skype call. Uh, I, it goes really well, surprisingly. (laughs) And, uh, I'm able to like tell a joke and like, you know, she's like, tell me about where you work. Cause I was working at Target at the time as uh, security. And I told like a story and she's like, oh, this is great. So, uh, they called me back, and they're like, hey, you're a finalist. You have to fly to California for interviews. Keyword, you have to fly to California for interviews. So I was like, okay, I, I get some money to fly to California. I flew out here. Uh, there's a, like a motel maybe directly across from Car- or from Nickelodeon, and that's where I stayed. And over the course of three days, I had 15 interviews. Wow. Uh, or 13. Something teen interviews. Yes. Uh, and they were like five-minute speedrun interviews because it's me and the other people I'm competing against. Um, and some of them are like one-on-one with like, oh, this guy created a show or this guy's the head writer. And then others are like me at the head of a table at Paramount and there's like nine people asking me questions. So, uh, that happens, and then I fly back home, and they call me a few days later, and they're like, hey, you 
got it. Like, out of 2,000 people, you're one of the four we chose. So, they're like, we need you to move to L.A. next month. So, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I packed up. I loaded up my car. I got my first credit card because I was... Moving to my, L.A. meets... Yeah. Yeah, I moved my car out here because so then I could load it with stuff. And then I wouldn't have to, like ship all my stuff across the country and then they flew me out here they put me up for a month while i looked for a place around la and i started working at nickelodeon on october 12th 2015 yeah 2015 and uh i worked at nick for a year i worked on harvey beaks I worked on an upcoming show called Glitch Text, and then my year at Nickelodeon ended. I was unemployed for a few months, and I wrote on this show, Little Big Awesome, for Amazon. I wrote on Amphibia for Disney, and then I wrote on Crack of the Creek. And I met Ben and Matt, and I wrote an episode that will later become the episode Too Many Treasures, uh, which I think is the fourth episode of Craig. And they liked me, and they were offered me the staff writing job. I came on season one as staff writer and became head writer for season two and three. Oh my goodness. This all started from watching 30 Rock. Yes. Writing a spec script for Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Office. Office. Mm -hmm. And then now you are head writer. Yeah. It sounds like a big old whirlwind of like, just like you being inspired and then just like it taking off, like not going like in a very like linear way. Like you very much was just like, oh, this is the thing. I can make this thing happen. The thing is happening, and yeah. then the thing kept happening. Sounds really cool. It was, uh, in hindsight, it's insane. Because <laughs> uh, I moved out here a little, maybe like a week, one week and four years ago. So mm -hmm. it's been going very quickly. And um, in that time, I've written on 12 shows, and I've been at Craig for almost three years now. So it almost feels like how went like I just got here, you know. Right. So it's a little like it's it's still weird to think about because of how quickly everything happened. But yeah, like you said, I literally just went from like watching Thirty Rock to working in Los Angeles uh, with little to no training. So uh, it's not impossible. So yeah. if anyone's listening and is interested in you know pursuing that path, it's not unbelievable to think that it can happen yeah i think your story is really good for like you can be working at the airport working at target and also be pursuing your dream and it mm -hmm. can happen it's not like it's not impossible yeah now when i go to the airport i go with donald glover no I'm <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't that be a funny like tie-in like oh great. man i would love that <laughs> oh or i thought you're gonna say something like now i go to the airport looking for people with spec scripts <laughs> like <laughs> I just wear a sign, like, Spectrum. looking to right, and then over here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that is so fun. So there's we, so there's a lot of nostalgia with, like, all the cartoons and stuff, but, like, what uh, Static Shot was, like, originally, like, a comic book, mm -hmm. right? So yep. did, were you ever into comic books? Are you currently into comic books? I got into comics uh, around the same time I just, I found out I could write for comedy. Um, like, I wasn't into comics prior to that. But I'm, like, a huge comic guy now. Um, I'm wearing a Spider-Man <laughs> shirt. Uh, um, yeah, I love comic books. I read them 
a ton. I read a lot of manga now. I just finished reading My Hero Academia. Um, do you watch it as well? I do watch it as How well. How is reading versus writing? Um, uh, reading it was great because I, I just dove right in. So like within a weekend, I was like 70 chapters in. Uh, and it's so far ahead, but now I'm caught up. Mm. So now I have to wait for both, which is annoying. Uh, but I was doing like a poll on my Twitter and I was like, should I read it or should I watch it? Because I'd heard great things. Everyone, everyone was like, do both, do both. So I did both. Um, both are great. I highly recommend reading it. Uh, it's just really, really good. But it translates well to the show. Um, I forgot what I was talking about. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm in a... You can also do anime since we're there too. Uh, I'm reading a lot of, you know, obviously Miles Morales. Uh, read a lot of Spider-Man, Batman. Um, I'm reading the current Power Rangers run from Boom. Um, anything I can get my hands on, because uh, it's also nice because that's like a medium I would love to also try to get into. Um, so just anything and everything I can absorb and then try to make a man to take and make it my own. So if you could write for any comic, like if you were, they were like, Jeff, we're going <laughs> to, any comic ever, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's currently in, like currently under our roster. Like mm-hmm. it's not, it doesn't have to be something that's out now, but it's one of our characters that we've already established. Who do you want to take the mantle and write a book for? so many options uh i mean i gotta say static mm-hmm. I, I have to i love static every day i come to work and there's a record and phil lamar's there i have to like not be like i love static so much <laughs> um, uh but like static obviously uh black panther would be amazing miles morales would be amazing the teenage mutant ninja turtles would be fantastic captain planet i would love to do like a newer updated Captain Planet series of just like I don't want to say gritty because I hate gritty reboots but just mm-hmm. like a more realistic to the times of like now Captain Planet especially like with the climate marches yes. and all that. yeah yes um so any of those and I'm sure there's a million more that I'm not thinking of that I would <laughs> love to do but those are my immediate Power Rangers which I love uh, anything from the 90s apparently so if anyone's listening, you know exactly what to grab Jeff on. Yeah, call me. <laughs> <laughs> Hit him up on Twitter. He's very accessible. <laughs> Find me at the airport. Yes. <laughs> he will be the one wearing a sign saying, Spec Scripts, welcome here. So we're talking about comics. We talked about cartoons. Are there any other things that you're like, you're like nerd? I know that you mentioned like, I'm sure they're like comic book movies. But also, like, just generally, like, what else do you nerd out on? I saw, like, WrestleMania, maybe? Oh, yeah. I used to be a professional wrestler. Uh, (laughs) I I did that for three years in Michigan. Uh, There's, like, an independent pro wrestling scene. Um, I did that when I was, I started when I was 16, 17. I did that for a few years before I um, moved into writing. I love pro wrestling, watch a lot of pro wrestling. Um, Going to a pro wrestling show next month from this company, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, 
So I'm so into nerding nerd stuff that I watch wrestling from other countries. <laughs> uh so yeah, I don't I don't just consume anime and manga now. I also consume their wrestling. Right. But it's also it's so like so many different mediums, right? So there's like comics, like graphic novels, then there's just like T V, like mm-hmm. live action or animated. Yeah, there's I I I wanna get into more I wish there was more like live action wrestling scripted shows. As in like not necessarily like WWE, but like something along the lines of like a Breaking Bad type thing, but with wrestlers, like something like that, maybe. I'm going to show my ignorance right here, but also like I know of these guys. Mm-hmm. So this is group of guys who are wrestlers, and they had the serial. Oh, the New Day. The New Day. Yes. So like a reality show of them, like what they do. Yes, I would watch the like New a scripted Day. Yes. Reality. <laughs> Like, that's just, like, me. I'm like, oh, I would love to see them, like... Yes. Let's grab, like, get our cereal. Like, they have their own inside commercials within their show. Like, real fun. Things. I would love that. I would... Because they used to do, like, wrestling animated series back in, like, the 80s. Like, they do, like, Hulk Hogan mm-hmm. rock and wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, something like that with, like, the New Day and a bunch of other, like, really, like, fun, vibrant, colorful wrestlers into, like, an animated series. now would be fantastic. They do, like, those... Flintstones meet the WWE type things. Uh, Crossover. Yeah. I, I so would that for Craig? You'd be like, Craig, meet. <laughs> they like, it all started with the cereal. And you'd be like, what? Yeah, Craig meets the New Day. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you just have to walk around like one of the like yep. wrestle meets with the spec scripts here. <laughs> Find Kofi Kingston or somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kofi, tweet me. Yes. <laughs> I'm very accessible. So, one of the segments that we like to do on the Foral Nerd Show is wrap it up um, our interviews that we have with our illustrious guests, which you are now one. So happy to have you. Thank you. Um, is to do a rap segment, which is like, you know, like rapid fire mm-hmm, questions mm-hmm. about. I thought you were going to make me rap. <laughs> I was like, please don't. It's supposed to be like, brat. And I was like, I can't, I can't um, make my like tongue like do the, like the, you know. I know what you're talking about. I can't. I'm not attempting it. (laughs) See, we're in the same boat here. Um, So you understand. So I want to ask you questions. They can be, um, I'm going to ask you the questions. You can answer rapid fire if you want to. But if you want to like, okay, but let me explain. That's fine too. Okay. If you could have any superpower, what? superpower would you choose to have super strength i'm vain i wanted to say teleport but i know i want to just pick up stuff <laughs> so you're like i don't want to be places quicker i just want to be hulk smash yeah i just want to pick up stuff and then people are like oh this is the guy who picks up stuff <laughs> and like that's the thing i could work to do but i don't want to i don't want to work that for takes it. effort yeah, let me just pick up a car so you it's going back to your like your wrestling days basically <laughs> yeah Pick up stuff and slam it down. Um, let's see. The Falcon or War Machine? Hmm. Ooh, that's tough. Falcon. Because he becomes Cap. War Machine's kind of a... You know, there's no rising above that. You're kind of just stuck at War Machine. Let me be Captain America. <laughs> what about uh, Lex Luthor or Doctor Doom? Ooh. Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom's fantastic. The fact that he makes Doom bots and sends them out 
is the greatest thing in the world. There's a rapper named MF Doom, mm-hmm. and I heard that he would not go to his shows and he would send imposters to rap as him. And they were like, that's not Doom. He's like way heavier than Doom. And then he got found out and I was like, those are Doom bots. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the fun thing about being a nerd where you're like, obviously. Yeah, of course, yes. <laughs> um, Star Wars or Star Trek? Hmm. Neither. Ooh, controversy. <laughs> I'm not a big, like, star guy. Galaxy yeah, I, the only, I only, I, I was saying the other day, the only, like, space-centric thing I really care about are the Guardians of the Galaxy and... It's more because they're just heroes than space. Don't come for me, internet. <laughs> yeah. No, that's actually like I don't. I don't think we've had a lot of people answer like neither. They usually pick a side. Mm. Um, they feel more oh, like like they have to say something about that. <laughs> Let's. I'm gonna do a '90s nostalgia cartoon shows. It's gonna be hard for you. I'm sorry. Okay. It's just hard. Um. So, Captain Planet or the X Men series. Hmm. <laughs> Why? Uh, <laughs> uh, X Men. Um, Rugrats or Cow and Chicken? Rugrats. Dexter's Lab? Dexter. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> no, what was. I gotta Dexter's know. Lab or Hey Arnold? Oof. Oh. I gotta go Arnold. Yeah, Arnold. Powerpuff Girls? Mm hmm. Versus Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Powerpuff. All right. Okay, another another show, 90s show versus 90s show. Fresh Prince or Martin? That's tough. Uh, oof. Can't believe you asking me this. <laughs> no teacher Campbell do this show. Uh, <laughs> uh, she's Craig's aunt. Um, I, yeah, I... <laughs> I uh, gotta go Fresh Prince. She was on that, too. Yeah, I'll pick Fresh yeah. Prince. <laughs> All the black actors in the 90s were in the same yeah, thing all the time. It just works. Share the wealth. Yes. <laughs> um, Teen Titans or X-Men? Teen Titans. And I feel like I already know the answer to this one, but Peter Parker or Miles Morales? Miles. No disrespect to Peter, <laughs> but Miles. No. <laughs> um, they both are on my shirt. So. Yeah, so they're like, you know, they have equal footing <laughs> in the verse, but not in your heart, and it's mm-hmm. fine. I'm biased. It's fine. It's fine. Um, your favorite Wesley Snipes movie? Blade. Yeah, Blade. Um, your favorite superhero movie of all time? Into the Spider-Verse. Of course. Mm-hmm. I, that movie. Perfect. Um... A character's death in any medium that hurts you the most. Hmm. I didn't study for this. This is, this is a tough one. Uh, ooh. Hmm. This one. This you might have to edit some out. This, this is, is a yeah. bit of weight. This is the last one. I'm going to send you off on a zinger. Oh, man. Uh, whose death affected me the most? Oh, spoilers uh, for earlier this year, but Tony Stark. You were into Tony Stark? Yeah, I think it was more so the 
situation. Like, I was into Tony, and I had been watching him be mm-hmm. Iron Man for 10 years. Uh, but I think it was just, like, the same thing when Peter dies. I think it's the reaction of, like, I, want, I don't feel so good. I want to go. And then, like, Peter's reaction to Tony's death mm-hmm. got me. Yeah. So I think, yeah, it's definitely that for me. The MCU Peter Parker is, like, a precious. Like, he's, he's just a, so just, good. Yes. He's poor, poor baby boy. <laughs> he was like, oh, no, Peter, it'll be okay. I'm not going to make you the screen. It'll, I'll make it better for you. Yeah, and they do it every movie to the point where it's like, this shouldn't keep working on me. But that scene in uh, Homecoming when everything falls on him and he's just stuck. And mm-hmm. he's like a little kid, like a whimpering kid. And you're like... This is a, he's a boy. Like, yeah. someone help him. And then, like, he becomes this Spider-Man in front of you. It's really cool. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, you've officially survived the rap segment. I made it. I spit hot lyrics. Um, we did it. Yes. <laughs> you can walk away from this podcast telling everyone, like, hey, you gotta listen in. I spit, I spit bars. <laughs> you ain't even ready for what's about to come. I'm about to do an album after this. You know, I've been inspired. Yeah, I'll get somebody to ghost write for me. I'll call up. Uh, Deltron. <laughs> I mean, since you're such good friends with Donald Glover now, you know. I mean, yeah, you there too. You there you go. Well, thank you so much for joining us from on the podcast. Um, I know that FanFam, if y'all want to, if they want to find you and follow you, um, how would you like them to find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. And my screen name is Mr. Jeff Trammell, M-R-J-E-F-F-T-R-A-M-M-E-L-L. My Instagram is full of pictures of drawings of me by other people who I work with. Uh, and my Twitter is full of words by me uh, telling you to watch the show that I love to work on, Craig of the Creek. And, yeah, I hope y'all all get watched Craig of the Creek because it is an amazing show. And, Jeff, you did a really great job of hopefully selling it to other people. I know I that. So. I mean, I'm already sold, <laughs> so you just extra sold it to me. Yeah, watch it. Tisha Campbell's in it. Uh, Terry Crews is in it. Uh, Laurel's in it. Uh, Philip Solomon, who voices Craig, is phenomenal. I mean, Kimberly Urbane Gregory is in it. Watch it. Everyone's in it. Everyone's in it. If everyone's in it, you should do it, too. Yeah, Phil Lamar's in it. He's like Static Shock, but not. Watch it. Watch it. All right, thank you. Thank you. Greetings to all Massive and crew. This is Stephen Williams, right, director and producer of the, up, the, the series on HBO. It's called Watchmen. When I'm not working in film and TV, I'm trying to be the best husband and father that I can possibly be. And you guys are all listening to For All Nerds. And what's up, y'all? Welcome back to this episode of the For All Nerd Show. I know you just heard that fire interview conducted by Castle Black's very own Portia Avi. Yeah! Woo! Thank you, Portia. Appreciate you. Portia went down to Cartoon Network Studios where she spoke to the Jeff Tremel, who is Craig of the Creek head writer. Uh. T- talked about this incredible show, show that deserves all the praises, all the love. I love the animation. I love the stories. I love the blackness. I love that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you again, Jeff. I still got to catch up on Craig of the Creek. I, oh, like, dude. I know. I mentioned it once he- here before that one night I just happened to see an episode. I think it was like their version of Magic, the trading card game episode. Yeah. Yep. And I loved it instantly. I was like, I didn't know what I was watching. 
Because, you know, I just <laughs> randomly turned to it. I'm like, what is this? You know, these black kids talking about magic. And I loved it. You know, I finished, yeah. I watched that whole episode that night. And yeah, they just had the Thanksgiving special. I'll probably just go peep that, you know, and just like watch that. Because I, you know, I don't need to know everything to watch a Thanksgiving special. Definitely. And like that, I mean, said, um, congrats again to their Thanksgiving special. The The clips that they was releasing during Thanksgiving were hilarious mm. and just like so on point just because it literally someone had probably said that like the next day, <laughs> you know, in real life. So nice. I appreciate this show so much. Thank you again, Jeff. And thank you, Portia. And so that's on Cartoon Network right now, the, the Thanksgiving mm-hmm. special. Thanksgiving special of Craig at a Creek. Make sure you go peep I that. hope it's still on by the time you guys hear this. It should be, right? I mean, you know. I don't know when these guys are going to hear this. <laughs> true, true. You know, we've been dropping so many fire interviews with fire answers that it's tough to keep up, you know, like one mm-hmm. after the other right now. Like, I Facts. Yeah, I mean, before we get into these geekly ass questions, let me just say, yo, every year of this show, I'm always like, yo, how are we going to top last year? And at some point during the year, I'm always like, damn, I don't know if we killing it like we were killing it last year. And then I'm just looking back at like September through November. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I ain't got to say no more, you know, put some respect on my name. Like, you know, when you, <laughs> like, like straight up and down, you can go look at the SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you want to subscribe and listen to this podcast as you should be. Leave a rating, five stars, comments, all that good stuff. And you can go look at September through November and it's, oh my God, you know, like seriously, Damon Lindelof, like, you know, the week Watchmen drops, yeah. you have the creator on it. Yeah. Steven Williams, the week episode six drops, you have him do that? on it. Like, How they do that? Kieran Gillen before that, you know, three of the biggest comic series of the year. I mean, we, we Janisha, believe you, Ben. I mean, we you know, believe Queen you. And T, you know, <laughs> we mean, believe you, Ben. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, don't, 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 don't check the stats. You know, it's fire out there, fire interviews. And another one, Mr. Tremell, thank you for being on the show on the spaceship. Got to have him up in here, you know, when he gets in town sometime soon. Excellent. That's Excellent. a big dog. You know, head rider, that's a big dog. You know, it's, it's a big dog. Yeah, yeah. So, very happy with that. Mm hmm. So I think it's time for your favorite segment. It is now time for my favorite segment. Thank you all for sending in all your questions to The Guac is Extra. The Geek with the Ask Questions. The Guac is Extra, where we answer any and all questions. And as always, if you are one of those special tiers on Patreon.com, you can get any question answered. All you got to do is leave it there. We need some of y'all. Patreon. Patreon. Patrons on Patreon. There you go. You know, you know, hey, man, y- y'all listen to the show every week. I know y'all do. You know, y'all putting money up. I know y'all listening right now. So, you know, mm-hmm. send us some questions. You know, hit us. Hit us. You know, do it. We just shouted all your names out. You know, <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> like, you know, big dogs, you know, send those questions in. But yeah, if you're not one of those, as you should be, you can hit us contact at forallnerds.com or on the Twitters or Instagram at forallnerds. Leave your question there. And what do we have up first? The first question comes from Nestle Snipes. Nice. You're right. I like that. Yeah, that's <laughs> impressive. The, ne- the question goes, with the positive reception that Adult Swim series Primal has received so far, why isn't there more Western animation focused on action and drama? There are countless anime that explore mature themes, while outside of DC's animated movies, the West is almost entirely comedy. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. 
Sorry, I was still um thinking about Wesley Snipes. And, Nestle Snipes? Yeah, and Nestle Snipes. Uh, I, like I said, I was watching that the movies they made us, and Reginald Vell Johnson, right? That's my man. That's uh, that the Carl Winslow? Yeah, Carl Winslow. Carl Winslow. Yeah, because he's in Die Hard. He said he was in the... Uh, Wesley was auditioning for him before... Uh, he the role of Die Hard, like he like Wesley was in line before him, right? Mm-hmm. And he said he was about to quit acting before he got that role. And he plays the cop in Die Hard, which leads to family matters, which leads to him being, you know, the man we all know and love today. And the so dad from Family Matters, yeah. <laughs> and so I mean, and rich, and you know, and well off, and an acting career. And he was about to quit. And I'm just imagining there's a parallel world where Wesley Snipes, you know, took that role. And my man, you know, no family matters. And Oh. Yeah. And what does it mean? You know, like, <laughs> I don't know. I what, love the what does it mean? I, and I think Wesley would have been dope in the role. Like, the young Wesley would have handled that role. But it just, you know, it would have been a different world. No family matters, you know. Who knows? Who knows what that would have led to? That just makes me think of, like, a world without hip-hop and yeah, that's what I mean. And like, I can't. Yeah. What is TGI Fridays without family matters? What, like, what does it mean? Me, yeah, me, me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now back to this question. Yes. Uh, why is there more Western? Why is there animation? Western animation focused on action and drama? Western animation specifically mm. focused on action and drama. Mm. Um, and um, he, again, the 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 patron. No, I don't know if this is a patron, but the question asker feels. Outside of like DC animated movies, any animated story in the West is almost entirely comedy. Uh, yeah, comedy or like love, like family related, you know, like the type, um, what's that, you know, Pixar, you know, will break your heart every five minutes type of movie. Mm. Yeah, but Pixar is yet to do a real action joint, right? Oh, uh, wait. Western, yeah, well. Kubo, I still haven't seen. Kubo and the two. Oh my god, I know. Kubo's amazing. I know it is. I just tried. Kubo and the Two Strings is one of the most amazing. It just hurt myself just saying films. it. Yeah, I, I just, I just oh. feel so bad right now just saying that I haven't seen it because I know I've been meaning to see it forever. Please you know? fix that. Yeah, please fix that. Like I might try and peep that tonight. I gotta see what you know where that's oh at. Oh my yeah. god. Um. Wow. So. Yeah, I remember like as a kid, there was more joints. Like there's this joint that I loved as a kid. I think it's the Last Unicorn. I think that's the name of it. It's really ill. If you've never seen it, it's a dope ass animated movie, and it was in theaters and everything. It's not like some obscure joint, you know. It's like a real theater movie, and it was. It's there's action and you know adventure and all that in that pretty much. It's like a fantasy adventure movie. Mm-hmm. Um. I haven't seen it since then, so don't don't you know quote me on it. But yeah, nowadays, I, I think it's kind of the thing like with manga, where it's like manga versus Western comic books. Western comic books focus more on most on superheroes, while manga focuses on anything. You know, mm-hmm. you can find mangas about people eating food. You know, mm-hmm. and that'll be the whole series. So it's like. Right. I just think it's the the stuff that you see that is most consumed yes. happens from the west in the west. There we go. Happens to be the superhero ones. Yeah. Not to, and of course we're saying there's clearly more as I call them casual comics out there that are just about daily life. Mm-hmm. It's just that they just don't get the same shine that a, a DC slash Marvel would. Except on comics I copped, you know, because that's all we talk Except about. Except on comics I cop. Yeah, you know. Hashtag because Ben I mean does give y'all the tips on stories and comics that are beyond what you've already seen out there 
I mean, my joint, uh, Laura Dean keeps dumping me or keeps breaking up with me. Laura Dean keeps breaking up with me as a straight up queer romance that I'm in love with and I got to finish. Aww. Yeah, it's so good, man. It's so sad. Um, all right. Yeah, I think that's like you. I think you answered that. Really. It's more mainstream. You might not see. And I think I, there's more even outside of the DC stuff. Like you got to realize, like, let's talk about Star Wars Rebels. You know, that's I mean, what? Like all the Clone Wars. That's a lot of animation. You know, Rebels, Resistance now. Mm-hmm. That's all a lot of different animation. And, you know, and, and speaking of that, I think Resistance has the best animation style of any of them. And it's really the first one that I can just get into off the bat, off of the animation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really love the animation on it. I, the story so far, I'm not... And that's the F thing. The characters so far, I don't care about. When I, <laughs> like when I finally watched Clone Wars, even though I don't like that animation style, I love the character. So I was like, okay, this is dope. So far, Resistance, I'm like, eh, whatever. Annoying dude, Aww. annoying dude. You know, like... <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see um but yeah i think you just gotta dig deeper than Leslie snipes but dope name and dope question word and the next one comes from okay this is from twitter this comes from jl the author what up they write for all nerds i have a question since most of the crew on a spaceship have been upstate on watchmen would it be problematic if i parentheses a black man close parentheses mm-hmm Dressed up as Hooded Justice for Halloween. <laughs> Given the aesthetics, I know it's a no-brainer, but I have to ask since most of my friends are white and I live in Minnesota. Wait, JL, the author, you mean it's a no-brainer? Yes. you. I mean, yes, you can. You know, yes, you can. But, um... <laughs> you, know. you are horrible and you're going downtown to hell. I am? Like... <laughs> You are. You know, I, I heard that little. I heard that joke you made in there. But okay. I didn't even think of it until you said it. But thank you. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't even think of it until you said it. But that so was amazing. Okay. Yeah, that was oh, so geez. wow. Tatiana with the assist. Hey man, I'm a writer. <laughs> this stuff just pops up sometimes. Uh, been my, at home. Just while Benjamin while Benjamin continues his voice acting practice in the back. In case you, I it. would say. Not so much problematic than, are you sure that's <laughs> yeah, what you want to do? Are you sure that's what you want to do? If you're sure and you think that's a good idea, mm-hmm. you think you're safe, I put my- do you boo? Me, myself, personally, never in this life or the next. I put my Jesse Owens fist up to that. Like, you know, um, yeah. Dude, That's man. my answer. So. Um, <laughs> you you going to walk around your neck? I mean, you, you going to walk <laughs> around your hood? <laughs> with, a, with a noose on your neck? Like, um, and your friends is white? Like. Ben. Um, ben, please. Ben. Yeah. Um, you know, hey, you know, more power to you. You know, uh. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I need it. I say I need a um response to your question. I gotta know was that. Was, <laughs> here's my, here's my other question. Has everybody, <laughs> has everybody seen Watchmen? Where no. you live? I mean, do true. they know what that even means? <laughs> otherwise because you... at the end of the day, fuck aesthetics. Do they know who you're supposed to be? Otherwise... And if they don't, well then, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you done fucked up. You got some explaining to do, you got some Ricky. <laughs> you got some explaining to do. Oh uh, yeah, cause like, wow. Like I mean, otherwise you look like a purple KKK man with a hood. I mean, with, <laughs> with a noose on your neck. Like, 
that's that's what I'm saying. I, I. Yeah. That's the answer. Next next question. Next question. This one comes from Wildlife and Bones. Now that Chris, <laughs> I knew he was gonna let me ask the question. This happens. So I gotta keep doing rappers ad libs now. <laughs> All right. Who was that? You the Jada kid? Yeah. Oh, you were trying to. Yeah, I, I've never been able to get that one. I really can't believe I even pulled off the pusher. So you know. Should I do a Megan Thee Stallion? Ah. Oh, okay. There we go. Yo, I, I swear. Does she have a little dog? And yeah, what, she has. It's, there is a Frenchie named Fo. Was her hair purple this weekend? Yes, it was. She was. I in saw the- her in the airport. You are lying. Nope. I, I'm pretty. You 100- seen Megan? Like I'm pretty- you were close enough to say hi. Yeah, I'm pretty hundred percent sure she walked. Why'd you, why you ain't say hi? That's your kid. I know, but she was drawing one way. I was drawing the other way, and I wasn't a thousand. But all right, also you wasn't close it- enough. But you saw. Her. No, no, I walked right by her. If so it was her, the- I wasn't a hundred percent sure. You know, that's the thing. I wasn't a hundred percent sure. Hair? Well, besides me, who's gonna else gonna have purple hair? This is Houston. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't realize you was in Houston Airport. Okay. Oh yeah, I was in Houston Airport. I was leaving, and she was coming in. If it was her, you know. It, I mean, she was. This was during Thanksgiving, right? She was definitely at home for a little bit. Yeah. Well, it was like I was. I left on Saturday. And yep, I stalk her story. I, I know you do. That's why I was, like, that's why I was why asking. Why does she know well, where she, had, she is? Okay, she had purple hair, and she had all these giant sunglasses covering most of her face. That oh, was well, I don't know about that. But yeah, it was okay. these like ridiculous, I don't know what neon you know joints. From. I mean, Megan's really hard to like mess up anybody else. She's also tall as hell. She's tall as hell, and this one was tall as hell and super thick, which I was like. Okay, then it was Meg. I know Megan's thick, but, you know, I was. Megan is 5'10 and yeah. Oof, Lord, yeah. Okay. Um, we got yeah, way the stall- off the The stallion is definitely, you know, <laughs> she earned that name. And if that was her, yeah, um, yeah, we yeah. We got way off track. Facts. Okay, I'm sorry. This is Ben Amin's fault. Yeah, you know, I run, I, I yeah. And right, I, I thought it was her, but, you know, I just wasn't, you know. She looked like she didn't want to be bothered. All right, let's the last question. last question comes from Wildlife and Bones. They write, now that Christmas is here. No, it ain't. Not yet. Dude. No, slow down, Holmes. But anyway, now that Christmas is the Christmas season is here, what movies or shows do you watch to get you in that holiday cheer mood? Uh, and again, it's from Wildlife and Bones, a.k.a. Mexicana Jones, a.k.a. Tomb Raider of the Lost Arkham, a.k.a. Dr. Afropunk. Um... I don't. I like that Dr. Afropunk, though. Shout you didn't out. like it last week or the week before when I told you the first time. Word? Yeah. Well, not that you didn't. You just didn't respond the same way. Oh, no. You're that's, like, yeah. Oh, I guess. Oh, no. That's fire. That's really fire. Dr. Oh. Afropunk is really fire because uh, Dr. Afro is uh, one of Kieran Gillen's creations in Star Wars and one of my favorite recent Star Wars characters. So that's really fire. Maybe because Tomb Raider, The Lost Arkham, Mexicana oh. Jones, fire. <laughs> you know, two out of three ain't bad. You know, you're bad. You batting right. well right there. All right. Maybe because I said it with more flourish. You love it now. But yeah, that's that's fire. Two out of three. You know? Um yeah. me myself personally. Um I don't get in the holiday chair mood. And now to be clear, I'm not a Grinch. Mm-hmm. Christmas is cool, whatever. Thanksgiving mm-hmm. is my favorite holiday. Mm-hmm. And 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 not the holiday of what it's what the you know, the other people. Not the slaughter and everything, <laughs> you know. Yeah. The for, genocide, for me, you know. For for my family it's always represented the one time of year where I can generally see anybody in my family, near mm. or far, and eat 
and I'm always hungry. <laughs> I love food and I love being with my family the absolute most. Those are my most treasured things. And put them together, amazing. So I really, you know how people say certain things are their Christmas? Thanksgiving is my Christmas. That's the thing that I get most excited for. That's the thing where I want to get ready to be in that mood. I don't care to get ready to go into Christmas. It's just like, all right, cool. We got all the, the jingle bells and the lights and the ho, 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 and the hee, hee, ha. I'm good. Mm. I'm good. I'm good. I welcome it. Great. I don't shun it, but I'm not really looking for it, if that makes any sense. Um. So I don't watch the <laughs> long, no, long answer to say I don't watch no movies or anything to get ready. Wow. Uh, I, myself, I'm... I think I like Christmas and the uh, Christmas season more than I like Thanksgiving. I feel you on Thanksgiving. I, I love, you know, all the things you mentioned and everything. You know, I had a great time. I just went down to Houston, had a great time down there. Shout out to everybody down there. Mm-hmm. You know, amazing time. Got to see my folks and all that. So that was good. But I just like Christmas. I like all that stuff. Like, I like the lights. I love the effort lights. I love, like... I used to, in Houston growing up, you know, we'd go to the other neighborhoods, but my neighborhood wasn't that popping back then. Now it's, you know, gentrification has helped out and, you know, it got a little more popping, crack is growing, all that stuff. But, you know, you go to the other neighborhoods and just be stupid lights. Like, I've seen this video on YouTube, but it's Dry who has his joint done up where his whole house plays his Star Wars theme songs and all lights up, you know, in coordination oh, to yeah. it. That's, yeah. You know, stuff like that. I love all that. I want to get a little tree for my own place this year. Like, all that, you know, like, and I used to never really care about that, except when I was home. But, like, having it, you know, in New York, I was like, whatever. But now, now, I want that. So, as far as the movies, it's definitely Die Hard. You know, the greatest Christmas movie ever made. Don't argue me. Don't at me. It, you know, <laughs> I, I don't I want to hear about it. It's not a Christmas movie because it's not about, you know, Christmas. It takes place at Christmas. It's a Christmas movie. They play Run DMC, Christmas and Hollis in it. The greatest Christmas song ever made. So, you know. Yeah. That's how you get ready. Yeah, Die Hard. Um, I, I would be Gremlins, but I ain't beat Gremlins in years, and it's such a dark That's ass. A Christmas movie. It is. It takes place at Christmas. The whole like the whole subplot, or one of the subplots is like the girl he's dating's dad died, like coming down Damn. the chimney, like faking Santa. Damn, y- yeah, that. yeah. That movie is dark as anything like people really underestimate how dark gremlins is that movie is really dark so yeah um die hard i used to love um the oh scrooge that's the joint um scrooge with uh michael keaton never seen it yes it's it's a dope joint it's a retelling of scrooge you know but michael keaton plays like uh ted turner type dude you know uh, owner of a network and he's the worst, and then he gets visited by three ghosts and all that stuff. You said and he's the worst. Yeah, he's the worst. So then he gets visited by the three ghosts, you know, Christmas past, present, and future, and all that. It's that's a good joint. You should peep it if you've never seen it. Okay, I'll check it out. Yeah, that's a solid joint. That was like around Batman time for him when he was really popping it off. So yeah, that's those are some good joints. I'm sure there's some others I'm not thinking of right now. Ain't no black Christmas movie. Ain't nobody done that yet. What you mean black Christmas? Like, you know, like a soul food, like a, a best man at well, Christmas. Come on, every other week. What you mean? <laughs> I mean, but what's, you know, there ain't one like that's the universal joint. Like, like now I would say at Thanksgiving, I would watch, um, 
you know, Lena, what's the Master of None, the Lena Waits episode? You know, that would be my Thanksgiving tradition. I didn't do it this year, but, you know, that's a, I watched it last year, actually, you know? So, there's no Black Christmas, like, movie? Well, what's yours People then? Will tell you, I don't have. I just told you I don't have okay, no Christmas right. movies. I don't Damn. have a black Christmas movie. But I mean, you gotta know one. Is there? I I don't understand the question. There's so many. I don't. I don't. I I honestly, that's what I'm saying. Off the top of my head, I can't think of one. What about Christmas movies? There's Christmas movie with Whitney Houston in it. You didn't think of that one? What's that? Oh wow. <laughs> I guess I'm not. Wait, the the preacher's daughter, uh, bodyguard. Wow, I don't remember if that. I, I I don't remember that movie even occurs anywhere near Christmas. The point is that gets played a lot during that time. Okay, yeah, because it's about angels at least, and stuff. At least in in with with different family members in my circle. Mariah Carey never made a Christmas movie. That, that one was missing money right there. <laughs> all right. Well, um, yeah, go with Die Hard. And thank you for that question and all these questions. As always, like we say, if you have any questions for us, you can hit us up at For All Nerds on Twitter and Instagram and contact at ForAllNerds.com if you want to send a longer question or a letter, a love letter, thank you note, any of that good stuff. You know, we take it all. Whew, and before we get out of here, you know, we just got to let y'all know that the winner of the Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, I never know how to say that. It's such a long-ass title. We are giving away a copy of it. The winner will be announced by the time you hear this show. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, By the time you hear this show, yeah, it'll be announced sometime. So, you know, thank you to everybody for entering. Oh, wow. <laughs> No, but thank you very much for entering that. Thank you so much. We'll have much more. We got another contest coming up real soon, don't we? Yes, we do. But I guess we're not ready to announce that just we're yet. We're not ready to announce it quite no, yet. No, no, right waiting yet. Waiting for the green light. Yeah, waiting for the green light. But we do have more coming up. And anything else we got to talk about? I mean, you know, that Black Widow trailer dropped. You already know how I feel about it. I know everybody, shouts out to everybody who said they came on the um the IG post just to see what I was going to say. Girl, I guess I'll see you next trailer. Fan Bros. Fan Bros. Fan Bros. Fan Bros. Fan Bros. Fan Bros.